Welcome back to the Student Discussion Podcast for Reckless. I'm your host, Caleb, and tonight was actually senior night here at Reckless, and we had the privilege of two seniors speaking, Caleb and Kennedy, and they spoke on, uh, I would say, quite an interesting topic, Mm -hmm. cancel culture. And once again, I'm joined by Cooper. How are you, Cooper? Doing good. And Cooper, you you're a veteran at this by now. Yes. Yeah. So you know the drill. We have an icebreaker question. Okay. We actually already tried to record this once, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. So I got a new icebreaker question, okay. Cooper. I gotta catch you on your toes here. And the icebreaker question for listeners at home, if you want to answer this question, was if you could only live in one room of your house for the rest of your life, what room would you choose? Cooper chose the living room. I chose the deck. But the new icebreaker question, Cooper. Mm -hmm. If you could only Mm -hmm. eat one food for the rest of your life, you can't modify it, you can't say... I would have a hamburger, but I could add mustard, mayonnaise, whatever. No, it's hamburger, mustard, mayonnaise, ketchup on it. That's the only thing you can have on it for the rest of your life. Hmm. Nothing's changing about it. One food, what would it be? I like how you brought this back because this is the first icebreaker question that I had in my first podcast last year. Um, That's... It's re- again. It was really difficult last year. It was also very controversial last year because I my answer was Pepsi last year uh, as your only drink. It, well, no, you said food, and I, I that that was my answer would be Pepsi, because um, I I don't know why it just it, it felt like that was never venturing too much into sweets and never venturing too much into like extra savory. Um, and for me now, not drink food. I, I know, but that, again, that was my answer last year. But food, that's hard. Um, I would say, yikes! It, it's here. I'll go. I'll go while I think about it. Um, I would have to say, one food, rest of my life. To be honest, I might have to go with pecan pie. Oh really? Wow! Because you that's got actually, some, you got some protein answer. there. You got some sweet. Yeah. Some bites might be a little salty. You you never know what you're gonna get. And I don't want like the whole pecans in it. I want it ground up pecans. And see, I like the whole pecans in you there. You psycho! <laughs> <laughs> I like the the I'd, I whenever like my mom makes pecan pie. I'm like, do not grind up those pecans. I want them uh, whole pecans in there. For me. And for the people who call them pecans, <laughs> Jesus loves you. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's a southern thing. Yeah. Um, that That's actually a really good answer. Um, maybe for me, it would be like a, uh, like a very lightly sweetened, uh, like not overly sweet, like coconut cream pie. Huh. So, because... That that was a good answer to the pie because it has that that both savory and sweet type um, aspects to it that really a cake really doesn't have. And the way I I like my coconut cream pie is to have like it to be the least liquefied as possible. So it have all like the the coconut the coconut be like a lot in there and be nice and and, and textureful. Okay. 
So, from pies to Jesus, <laughs> cancel culture, Cooper. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. It's real. Um, for the sake of this discussion, give me a one to two sentence definition of cancel culture. It's the destruction of someone's good reputation that they've built up over their over their, uh, any course of their life, based on a thing they said or a thing they did at, at some point in the past that misaligned with the cultural, uh, like what they see as right and wrong, what they see as as good, what they see as bad, or or what they see as politically correct or politically incorrect. So blocking someone out or kicking them out from a certain group yeah. because their beliefs don't align with that group or their beliefs or something they said does not align with yeah. worldly views. Exactly, yeah. All right. So, Cooper, have you ever been affected by cancel culture? Have you been the victim of the cancel culture? Have you ever victimized someone through cancel culture? Yeah, I had the same exact type of question uh in the same vein, uh, and I would, I would give the same answers to both questions. It wasn't really cancel culture, but it was kind of the same exact question. I had that person ask me that about a week ago. And my answer was, I don't have a social media presence. I don't have any social media myself. And I also don't have any, uh, any public school presence because I'm homeschooled myself. Uh, so I don't have the aspect of people on social media canceling me or people at school that I'm not maybe I'm not friends with that just cancel me and the whole school like boycotts being around me or just kind of leaves me out of everything because of any beliefs. But I also have it's disheartening, but it, it it's it's something that I believe wholeheartedly that I have my beliefs both against religiously and spiritually and pertaining to the Bible and all that and also politically like. If people, anybody, uh, especially in my generation, found out about those things, that I would most certainly be canceled at some point for all the belief, the beliefs I have. Mm-hmm. I, I think everyone at one point or another, whether they know it or not, yeah. because it's human nature for bad memories try to push them as far away as possible, mm-hmm. and I think. Cancel culture, it has culture in its name because it has become such a normal thing. Like, I think we've all, we've, I don't want to say we've all been victimized through cancel culture, but probably one way or another through a way we've acted or a way we, something we said to our awareness or not, we have been canceled by someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, okay, the definition of culture is the art and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement mm-hmm. regarded collectively. Yeah. So pretty much a gr- if a group of people believe it, it is a culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I think cancel culture has come... So far, like it's a culture. So many p- people believe that if their beliefs or what they say or their thoughts don't align with my beliefs and my thoughts, I can block them out of my life. Yeah. I can, quote unquote, cancel them. Yeah. And 
with that, you have really, uh, you really create a differentiating uh, truths and a differentiating uh, morals at that point because um, when it comes to beliefs, a lot of beliefs are grounded in morals and truth. And uh, what we see in the world is differing truths and differing morals. We have again, the, the Christian side of things. We have the uh, non-Christian side of things. We have uh, the political right and political left. And they both believe differently about what's right and wrong and differently about what's true and differently about um, uh, what's morally right in a lot of different uh, areas of culture and of everyday life. So what cancel culture does is it, uh, whoever, it's not about what's right and wrong, it's about which uh, side can uh, promulgate their right, their rights and their morals more than the other. Which side of the, uh, the battle can uh, influence more people than the other. So what you see uh, in the culture is that Christian values are uh, are attacked because of the fact that the culture has been able to uh, make unchristian beliefs so popular and so polarizing to where any if anybody says a Christian belief against that, then they will be canceled because that the, the unchristian moral truths have become so popular and so uh, like instill in people's brains toward the point where they hear anything different, they're like, oh, that's wrong. Let's cancel them for that. Yeah. And I think um, Caleb, not me, senior Caleb, yeah. um, senior Caleb, <laughs> um, he brought up the story of the adulterous woman from John 8. And I think it's such a good rep- represent. Yeah, I can't talk. Representation. Mm-hmm of what cancel culture is because in the story, the Pharisees and the priest, they wanted to stone the woman because she had sinned. And the Bible tells us that all sin causes us to fall short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death. Yeah, Yeah, and all sin, like, there are people who say, oh, I'm a good person because I haven't done A, B, or C. Mm -hmm. I haven't murdered someone, so I'm fine. But the Bible tells us that all sin is seen as equal. Yeah. And... I think, I mean, this story and what Jesus does really, like, it hits you. Mm-hmm. Like he said, yeah. all these Pharisees, all the priests were ready to stone this woman because she had been caught in the act of committing adultery. We don't know what that looks like. Yeah. But then they come to Jesus and say, what should happen to this woman? Because... In the law is written, the adulterer should be stoned to death. Yeah. And Jesus responded with, the one, the one of, any one of you who have not sinned can throw the first stone. And I think that it's very interesting because the writer of John makes sure to show that oldest of the Pharisees and priests mm-hmm. left first. Yeah. 
than the youngest. Mm-hmm. And I think that has some that shows us that pride is an issue with the younger generations. Exactly. Yes. And pride I think gets in the way of us loving those like we should like Jesus loves them and causes us to cancel one another. Yeah, because uh Kennedy brought up a, a piece of scripture uh briefly mentioned it tonight of uh first Timothy uh, sorry, second Timothy three and four. And what it says in there it says, I understand this in the last days uh there come times difficulty for people to be lovers of self, uh lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous. You see slander and like that is a main thing of cancel culture is, is slandering other people. Um lack of self control, uh lovers of selves and lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Uh having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. But then it go down it goes down, it says, um, indeed all who desire to live a godly life will be persecuted. Uh and as for you continue what you, and it says and it says continue. Do not because I feel like uh the, the second main point that we was doing tonight was really good on how I said even in the midst of all this slander from from the culture Stand true to what you believe in. That's what's saying here. Continue what you learned and firmly believe, knowing from whom you've learned it. And then it makes uh, both in verse Timothy three and four uh, points to say, "Go to the war." It says, "All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, uh, so the man of God will be complete, equipped for every good work." And also says in Second uh, Timothy four, "Preach the word. Be ready in season, in season, and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience." In teaching, so it gives the, the picture of there. There's so many people in this time that are going to be full of pride, of slander, of arrogance, of lovers of selves, and they are going to come after you. But it's saying, stand firm, what believe. You're set apart. You're made different through Christ, and. Lead with the truths found in Scripture when combating this abusive, slanderous, cancel culture in your everyday life. Yeah, and I think that kind of leads to the next question of, I I think we've all dealt with peer pressure in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And I feel like peer pressure and cancel culture kind of go hand in hand because... When one person wants to cancel someone, there's always another, there's always another, there's always another person. And eventually, all these people around you are wanting to cancel this one thing or this one person. So why do you think, especially for our generation, is it so hard to stand up against peer pressure and cancel culture? Um, Because of our pride and the fact that we don't want to be seen as uh, both irrelevant and as like an annoyance. We don't want to be seen as the annoying one. It always has to be like, I don't want to be because Caleb was like saying uh, today, like it's it's so human nature to just be like, uh, I don't want to be the annoying like legalistic Christian one and say I don't want to do all the stuff that the people in the locker room are doing. But at the same time. That's just our prideful selves talking instead of uh, just the sheer truth that, hey, 
as Christians, we're not told to live like the world. We're not told to cancel people like the world. We are told uh, to be separate and different from uh, the world. And that's really hard when worldly things have become so normative. And all the fact that all your friends uh, want to peer pressure you into doing all these worldly concepts and things that are not against scripture, not not Christian, and but are, are so addicting and so uh, hard not to fall under the pressure of doing. Yeah, that it becomes so difficult to uh, either say uh, to stop yourself and uh, stand firm and say no. Besides giving in. And saying, okay, it's fine. Caleb made a great point about his friends saying, it's like, Jesus forgives. Like, it's fine. Just do this once. And again, he was saying that that's not the uh, approach that I want to take to that because I want to want to show my good example even through, even though I may be slandered and canceled for Mm -hmm. it. I think, like, the friend made a great point of, yes. Jesus forgives, but also we're called to live like Jesus, therefore not falling into temptation. Even though we are going to be forgiven, we've already been forgiven, that doesn't mean, oh, okay, now I can do whatever. Yeah. Just because, say, I'm going to get arrested, (laughs) doesn't mean I should do A, B, or C. And I think that as much as we'd like to say we don't find approval in friends and peers yeah where we should find it in god i would say we do find it in friends and peers most of the time yeah. like i know for me personally it's i want to hang out with these people because they're doing a b or c and because a b or c is hanging out with them you know yeah and i think it's difficult especially like i think it goes back to cancel culture it has become a culture it has become a way that people live it has become a way that people live they talk they nitpick at every single detail and it's a difficult thing to live through you know yeah so quick summary we only got a few minutes left because we had technical difficulties beforehand but what let's say you were talking to your past self Freshman Cooper, mm-hmm. what would you say to him about peer pressure and cancel culture? That is not worth it to um, uh, throw away your morals and throw away uh, your uh, your approval from God for seeking approval from man. That is not worth it to fall under... Uh, giving in to peer pressure just to uh, look good and appease your peers, that even though you, you may find yourself with more people hating you than loving you, that it's worth it if you're standing for what is true and what is right. Yeah, well, Cooper, thank you once again for joining me. It is a no shorter problem. episode because yeah. of technical difficulties. But I hope that for the listener, if you have not already, um, that you will subscribe and you will if you have not already you will come and attend a sunday night because we only have three left this year 
and our series different and I hope that you will remember throughout this week that you are loved.